Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 304 for the week of May 3rd, 2014. This is RPG Gamer's weekly podcast about the world of RPGs and gaming in general. Anna Marie Privetier joins me as my co-host today, and I am, of course, Chris Privetier. Hi, Anna. Hello. It's just the two of us. It's just the two of us right now. Just, just the, the two, two of us. <laughs> Making podcasts in the cloud. Just the two of us. You and I. But that doesn't rhyme. You messed up. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning, everybody in the chat room. You can watch us live in the chat room every week at rpgamer.com slash live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And there today we've got the Frozen North JJ and Funitmon keeping us busy. We've got Nogs and all sorts of other folks jumping in there. Um, thanks for joining I think we us. we have Hero Harmony on the Twitch chat as well. Mm. Thank you, Hero Harmony. Just so you know, we tend to only monitor the IRC chat, so if you've ever been in the Twitch chat, that's why I haven't seen you. Uh, that's why we set up a special page, rpgamer.com slash live, that gives you the show and the IRC chat, because IRC has been RP Gamer's preferred chat room source for many, 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 many years. So we prefer to keep that going. All right. Um, it, before we get into anything else, um, I have some really bad news for fans of the site, especially longtime readers. Um, a good friend of the site, former employee uh, Andrew Long, a.k.a. Castamel, uh, has been dealing with many health issues for a long time now, and I'm sad to report that he passed away this week. Um, Andrew will be missed. Uh, he will always be the man who really, really liked Law & Order far too much for his own good. And really, really, really hated Rhapsody. And Yeah, he did. And I've only gotten a chance to meet him a couple times um, at E3s. Uh, Anna Marie, you knew him more than I did. Um, you, you know how he started at RP Gamer, right? Yeah, yeah, because I was actually around for that. So <laughs> um, way, way back in the day, um, during the very last bit of the dot-com bubble, we actually were paid employees of RP Gamer. No. Seriously. Not possible. For like seven months, <laughs> and then the bubble bust. But um, during that time, we decided that we were going to hire a freelance news writers and they actually had their own channel in irc separate from the staff channel and andrew was sort of part of that um cattle um calling of um all of the these freelancers and i actually think he was the only freelancer that we officially hired after we stopped getting paid so that was an interesting experiment which brought us one of the best staffers that we had um yeah it's crazy kind of to look back and realize how many people andrew hired and trained and fired and and then rehired rehired (laughs) and fired and rehired again um yeah he was just integral to just so much stuff that went on for years and years at rp gamer um unfortunately a few years back he had some severe medical issues that left him um, with a bit of Swiss cheese memory. And so he wasn't able to continue with the site anymore. He just didn't have the the memory capacity. But he uh, he definitely stayed friends with a lot of us. Mm-hmm. I only met him once, and it was really early. I would say 2001-ish, maybe 2002. But um, yeah, we always chatted online and we would talk on twitter back and forth and he will be missed he made a huge impact on rp gamer and on the people in his lives he did q a for a while right a long time long yeah time. i would say yeah. two or three years yeah he was the head of news he did um hr for a long time yeah. he had sort of this nebulous um title of second in command for a long time yes yes i remember that and um we were never really sure what that meant, but Michael seemed very insistent that he be the second in command. And realistically, he did actually handle a couple of emergencies when Michael wasn't available. So. Right. Um, yeah, he was just—he was a really nice dude. He was always smiling. He was always upbeat. Um, <laughs> um, he was just, yeah, super optimistic, and it's sad that he's gone. It is. Uh, I was always hoping he would get a little better and like come back, and um, it just didn't work out that way. Castamel, we will miss you. Um, everybody, I, I would refer you to the site right now. At the top slot, 
We've got a bunch of staff members, both current and former, who share their memories of Castamel um, in a long post. Uh, We also have a a forum going where you can share your memories and favorite moments and uh, just say goodbye to Andrew. Um, And all that's at the top of the page right over at rpgamer.com. So please go and uh, and go check that out um, and remember our friend. And um, in very fitting fashion, the, uh, the Remembrance page is linked to Rhapsody. <laughs> is it? Yes. <laughs> Didn't he hate Rhapsody? Yes. <laughs> he, no, but you don't understand, Chris. He loved to hate Rhapsody. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, That's... It sucks. It, it he does was only, suck. He was yeah. only 33. And uh, we know he was, it seemed to be like he was surrounded by friends and family when he went. So, yes. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, yeah, go check that out. And uh, we'll have a moment of silence now for our friend Andrew. We'll miss you, Andrew. Of course, as they say in the entertainment business, the, the show, show must, must go, go on. on. Um, and no intent to make any light of the situation, but uh, we have uh, we got video games to cover, and uh, that's I think what Andrew would want us to keep doing. So we are going to get right into what we've been playing this week. And uh, so we and both played a little bit of Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. We did. We downloaded that thing. Well, it was sent to us. Well, in Spot Pass. Yes, yes. you are right. So I've played through, this is a weird game, Anna. Yeah, so we're both in the first chapter. And basically, the, the way that the game introduces you to um, the microtransactions of the game is they give you a demo of this game, they let you play a little bit of it, they introduce you to the haggling system, and then you can buy the game. So there's something like th- 10 mini-games? Um, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they are stock price listed as $4. So if you're not careful, you can buy everything for about 40 bucks. So a typical 3DS game. But the interesting thing is that um, Rusty, who's the dog character you're dealing with, haggles. And so you can slowly lower the price of the games. So the first game is two dollars, and the second game is a dollar ninety, all the way down to a dollar fifty, dollar twenty. Um, Cheap. Yeah, well, down to a dollar. Down actually. to a dollar, right? Yeah. So two dollars, dollar ninety, dollar eighty, dollar seventy, dollar sixty, et cetera, et cetera, down to a dollar. And then, so there must be more than ten games. No, because it skips from one sixty to a dollar. Oh, okay. And then there are other games that aren't part of the story part of the game. Yeah, and, and those you have to unlock with discount tickets. Yeah. So haggling involves, man, it, it involves getting messy in this guy's personal life where his <laughs> wife has left him. He's stuck with 10 children that all look the same. He doesn't even know their names. No, they no, don't no, even no, know no, each no. other's names. They, they don't all look the same. They all have a golden spot that is different on each of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, great. Mine's on its ear. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Rusty likes donuts. So, the first thing you can do is bribe him with donuts. But later on, you get to do things like as you play through the demos, uh, you, as you complete each love, uh, challenge in the mini games, you unlock stamps. And those stamps um, sometimes unlock items. And those items that you find in your Nintendo 4DS, by the way, which is awesome. <laughs> which is a, like a virtual reality system that looks like a 3DS. Anyway, they explain to you in the game. Items like a, a pair of nose hair trimmers, which you give to Rusty to fix his terrible nose hair problem. Oh, so it, it is really bad, so it's good <laughs> that they fix it. Um, and, and these are the sorts of things that you use to uh, butter him up and get his, uh, get his full discount on his games. <laughs> so, yeah. I, but the thing is, I don't know that I care for the mini games that much. Yeah, I think I might buy one or two of them and see how I feel. I mean, I'm okay investing $4 into a game like this. It's whether I want to invest the full 16 Yeah. And doesn't that make me sound horribly cheap? Well, I mean, you should just be getting the ones you like, I would suppose. But... Yeah. 
It, it, they tried to string you along with the story, and I don't know if that's going to do it. <laughs> so we'll have to report back on that next week. I tried to buy a game, but our internet was down for like an entire day. Yeah. So, and beyond that... Um, We've both been playing more of what we were playing on our 3DS last week, which is Bravely Default and Rune Factory 4. Yeah, I'm so. I'm continuing on, moving on in the story of that. I've stopped power leveling my characters for a bit. So yeah, we've both moved on with our stories. So I got the first roll of credits in Rune Factory 4, and I am now officially into part two. Part two of three, it sounds like. Yes. Hmm. So. Yeah. Well, there's part one, part two, and post game. The thing is, is um, because I have played a, a Rune Factory game before and I'm familiar with dungeon crawlers in general, I'm probably going to finish the game before a calendar year has passed in the game. So I feel like I'm kind of missing out on some of the farming stuff. Okay. So I haven't decided whether I want to slow down and stop leveling and if I just want to focus on farming for a little while and get sort of... A feel for that or if i want to keep going with the combat stuff i started farming too yeah you're playing harvest moon <laughs> i downloaded harvest moon on the wii u um <laughs> i dragged the wii u into the bedroom since it won't work from the living room into the bedroom reliably so i dragged the wii u into the bedroom picked up harvest moon on the snes i had to pay for it because your company is just stingy Not, uh, no i could have gotten you a code. oh you could have oh i shouldn't have paid for it then All right. oh well Thanks for keeping my job. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I picked up Harvest Moon, and I like the fact that it's sprite-based graphics and old and feels old-school Super Nintendo because it's a Super Nintendo game. But you can um oh shoot what is it um start it with fire. Hang on, yeah. The origin of fire. What does that mean? Um, hang on. I'll have to send you the link. Okay, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> yeah. I uh... so this was an old game, and remember that when Harvest Moon Super Nintendo came out. Um, um, it was basically Hero in the Natsume um, of America office. So this was translated by a translation house and was not really copy edited for localization. It's got a pretty bad localization, yeah. Because yeah. it, it was one, it was basically like one person. I mean, Hero was actually There are one to person go. localizations from Square Enix that are a lot better than this. Okay. <laughs> just saying are they from native english speakers yeah this is the look i'm giving you uh i i, I can't see the look. there's big monitors between us you made it i i don't know what that look means yet so anyways <laughs> um yeah i mean here's the thing is hero was actually supposed to go to natsume inc and close the usa office and instead he brought um, Wadasan's game with him and convince them to to translate it and release it. But yes, if you go and check your pot on the stove, it says confirm the origin of fire. <laughs> okay. With an exclamation mark. Yeah, I mean, the translation in the original Harvest Moon is not particularly hot. No. It's got some really, really good lines in it. Even better is, is um, um, when you check other parts of your stove it'll say things like the main tap of gas is off well that you should turn it on if you want to <laughs> do stuff um my favorite part is um it was sort of it sort of became a running joke so when you check your stove in game boy color harvest moon game boy color it also says confirm the origin of fire ah Sorry, I'm just looking through images of Harvest Moon. Interesting. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm pretty early on it. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with it or anything, but I thought it was fun to see where all this crap came from because it sounds like the Harvest Moon games have departed a little from the original. Um, I was watching a History yeah. of Harvest Moon series, so I wanted to see kind of what the heck is going on with this crap. Why do people like it? And so I found a hot spring, and I think that's been my favorite part so far. So I go chill out in the hot spring in the mountains. Uh, what else did I try? I tried Conquest of Champions, which is kind of a card game on uh, Steam. It's a free-to-play. Uh, it reminded me of Scrolls um, in how you... It's not really a card game, but it's... Uh, 
card scrolls is a card game conquest of champions is kind of a sort of a card game but not I, they didn't have a lot of cards but the the battle system reminded me of scrolls where you are um on a field a battlefield no less where you have creatures and you summon more creatures every turn if you want to um and your opponent has creatures you gotta you need to go and wipe out the opponent's um bases their mines which produce the resources they use to summon creatures so you have these mines lined up on either side of the battlefield yours on the left the opponent's on the right um and you can power them up with some of your cards you can instead use the resources they've produced this turn to summon more creatures. Um, you can also, oh gosh, how do you even explain all this? <laughs> you do all sorts of weird stuff, but it's very involved and it, I guess it should be for a free to play card game. And they keep you going by, you know, giving you a little bit of free to play currency as you, as you win battles and, and play through the campaign mode. Um, go check it out if you're interested in the, these styles of uh, free-to-play card game stuff. Um, I don't think it's going to hook me, especially in light of things like Hex going into beta now and and you know Hearthstone being out there and, and whatnot. And the fact that I own Scrolls and I feel like that's a better, um, just a slicker presentation game for uh, similar mechanics. So I'll probably stick with that instead. Um, but uh, yeah, but I gave that a shot um, so you know it's out there on Steam. And finally, there's the big release of the week, people. Child of Light. Anna, you watched me play Child of Light, right? Yep. Okay. So Child of Light is a weird little game where you play as Aurora, who apparently like dies in the opening scene, and you're either in a dream or in the afterlife, or who knows? I don't know. Nobody's really sure what's going on. Um, and you go around, you get the ability to fly, and uh, it's a traditional turn-based Japanese battle system where enemies are all over the map, and uh, you get an advantage for hitting them from behind, so you get to see the enemies before you fight them. Uh, the map is 2D, um, but it is up, down, left, right, so you, 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 since you can fly, it's, it's not just running left and right on the ground. You can also fly over the ground. You can go up into the trees. There's paths in the trees, and so it's a very labyrinthian map sort of thing where you're going to find treasure, which gives you stat boosts, um, permanent stat boosts. Uh, think like the, uh, the tabs and Chrono Trigger. Uh, you can also find you know, more enemies out there, uh, treasures, uh, that you can use to be gems, and those gems are good for upgrading your your attack ability and stuff like that. You recruit other characters into your party, and characters can have nice focuses, like uh, some are more physical-based, some are more magic-based. Uh, battle system itself is different. Um, it, it reminds me, like, it's got a big turn bar where you, you're just at different points along the bar, which makes me think of Grandia, even though I know that isn't right. Um, but so the, you've got the sliding scale turn bar where, uh, you are somewhere. Well, I guess it is more like Grandia. Yeah. yeah it, it's actually pretty similar to Grandia now that I think about it. So you, you and the enemies are on the bar and you get to the point where you get to put in your action and then there's a little delay before your action occurs. And so within that, you can stun people by hitting them while they've put in their action, but before it occurs and stuff like that. Um, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it. I don't know how to explain this battle system. Do you, Anna? In Child of Light? Yeah. Um, Enemies are on screen. Yeah. When you get into combat, and you can do a first strike if you hit them from behind or while they're stunned. Um, It's sort of similar to like Cthulhu Saves the World, Grandia, or not Cthulhu Saves the World, uh, Penny Arcade 3 and 4, hmm. where um, there's a bar at the bottom... And there's a setup time and an action time. If you hit someone or are hit during your action time, um, you get delayed. And on top of that, there's also your fairy companion, and they can be held on top of an enemy and slow down their action bar. Mm -hmm. So yeah, beyond that, you're choosing attacks and abilities and spells. Hmm. Everybody has a little bit different style of attack. And on top of that, you can actually customize your equipment a little bit by gems. Yes. So you can make yourself more resistant to ice or make your weapon thunder enchanted or do um, a gem that gives you more experience, et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah, and uh, you can upgrade the gems by combining them themselves. You can also spend real money and buy gem packs. Isn't that what you want to do? No, it isn't. It's not a particularly long game. Uh, I'm not done with it yet, though, so I can't tell you exactly how long. I just, uh, as I hear, it's like 15 to 20 hours. Um, I'm through, what, chapter three, chapter four? I just did the, the um, I just did the, the crows. And if you've played the game, you know what that means. And if you don't, you don't. So, and now it's time to move on to the next thing after that. Um, yeah, Child of Light. Uh, good little game. I'm playing it on Wii U. Um, where a second player can use the Wiimote and play as this little Firefly guy. And the Firefly can be used as essentially a quote-unquote girlfriend mode where you stun enemies while you're flying around the screen to keep the first player from getting into battle. And you can slow down enemies during combat by pointing the cursor at them and holding it on them. And there's ways to do this while if you're just one person, you can control the Firefly with the set, the right stick or on the Wii U with the touchpad. Um, yeah, and so that kind of works together so that um, two people can kind of play the RPG at the same time. So far, so good. Uh, hopefully, it'll keep up. Uh, I'll let you know. Um, and that's all I played. You got anything else, Anna? Um, just more Final Fantasy X HD. Which you are streaming live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. There we are using the Twitch chat room. Um, and you can... Which I, I don't know. We haven't figured that out. <laughs> Where you can... Sh- uh, follow that and see when she's uh, going live with that during the weeks, uh, during the week, and uh, follow pause plays. All right, let's move on to feedback. 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 Uh, Scrumly wrote into our uh, what do you write into our message board and said, "Have you considered monetizing your podcast PBS slash NPR style? Figure out your most popular bits and interrupt them every five minutes to beg for money for thirty uh, seconds. Even better, if I get a Red Dwarf mo- coffee mug at the seventy-five dollar mark or some Dalek soft sh- shakers at one hundred fifty dollars. If Diablo three is an RPG, Warframe. Okay, so that's uh, one thought. Yes, I thought about monetizing like that. We're not going to do it, um, but uh, you should all go play Hearthstone, Kaching right now, Kaching Blizzard, Kaching Kaching. Uh, even better if I uh, let's see, Warframe is okay. If Diablo 3 is an RPG, Warframe is as well. So Quinn should comment more on his experiences. What's your build and what do you enjoy doing in that game? And is there any way we get the question of the week in the topic post of the thread? I have the memory of a steel sieve and it would be nice to see a reminder when I go to comment in the thread. That's a really good idea. I should put the question of the week in there. I have no idea what it is from last week anymore. Uh, I need to start uh, writing this stuff stuff down better. Uh, Do we have a question of the week this week? Not that we've thought of yet. We'll have to come up with one. All right, let's jump right into the news. With just the two of us, it's going to be a shorter show this week. Sorry in advance, people. Uh, all right. Millennium! A New Hope has arrived on Steams from Aldor Leia Games. Uh, they, they are putting the series Millennium onto Steam. The first episode, Millennium A New Hope, is released on April 25th. It's 20% off this week, and you can go try that out. Here's their story. Marine, a young girl who wishes to save her critically injured father, she decides to fight the feared lures of Mistrock to take hold of her newfound destiny. Um, uh, so It's been on a few other sites already, like Gamersgate, Big Fish Games, and Indie Gala. And, uh, yeah, so you can go check that out. I have no idea if it's any good yet. Grinzia is set to release soon. G-R-I-N-S-I-A from so Nicholas. Uh, yeah, it's a Chemco RPG. Oh, that's not a good sign. Well, I mean, it, it depends on what they've done with it. Because Chemco RPGs are structurally sound, but the problem is, is Chemco translate themselves when they put them out on iOS and iOS and Android. Yeah. And they're terrible translations. Oh, that's too bad. So if Nicholas retranslated Grisnia, it should be good. If they didn't, I would say pass. All right. The 3DS eShop version will be released on May 8th. Uh, there's no European release date yet, and there is a Steam version on its way as well, but again, no dates for that either. Uh, let's see. So here's here's a screenshot from it. Oh, good day. The sun certainly is happy today, shining brightly upon us and give you some, giving us a hug with its warming rays of sun smiles. And leave here and cross the southeastern bridge to find a shrine dedicated to Maeve, one of the goddesses who created our world. So I don't know if that's better or worse translation than the old one. 
right. Well, whatever. More indie RPGs. Next, Magus needs votes on stream Steam Greenlight. Axis has uh, put up Magus on a Steam Greenlight. It has been released on PS3 already. They want to get it on the Steam, so you have to vote for it on their Greenlight page. Alex Fuller has a review up where he gave it a one and a half out of five. So maybe you shouldn't greenlight it. I don't know. It's not really our place to say, but you have the opportunity to do so now. Uh, let's see. Ooh. If you live in Europe, there is a lot of DLC out. This is apparently a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So on the eShop, demos for Dempamen 3, The Rise of Digitroll, and Conception 2 are available on May 1st in Europe. So they're out now. Uh, they are coming out on May 8th and May 15th, respectively. 8th for the Dempamen, 15th for Conception 2. May 1st also saw the release of Etrian Odyssey Untold, Millennium Girl, and Hometown Story. Don't get Hometown Story. <laughs> Waiting for the not-so-may person to yell at me. Um, <laughs> on the PlayStation Network, the Vita demo for Conception 2 was out already, is out now. Uh, that'll be out on May 14th on Vita. And there is a full release of Demon Gaze and Ragnarok Odyssey 8. And Chat of Light is now available to download on PS3 and PS4. That's also true here in the U.S. Um, and so, yeah. That's uh, that's your little European DLC update, uh, which for the most part is in sync with what's available here in the U.S., just some of the stuff you've had to wait for a while, I guess, like Etrian Odyssey. That did take forever. It's weird. Uh, Axis has shown off people, <laughs> the web, de- uh, web diaries from the developers in the Vita RPG Mind Zero. So you can uh, watch some dev diaries uh, and see what the making of it went. Uh, it's due out in North America on May 27th and sometime in Europe in... Oh, wait. Yeah. In Europe on May 28th. So, Are we going to get this one? I don't know what Mind Zero is. Okay. So I couldn't answer that. Are we? Okay. I want to say it's Persona-esque. But I might be thinking of the wrong oh, game. Oh, is this the one that's like Axis trying to make a Persona game? I think so. Hang on, let's go to the preview. I don't know. I think I'm going to wait and see some reviews and how well Um, it actually stays up. The game was inspired from the Persona series. While there are a few obvious parallels, those who are able to not dismiss it out of hand as a copycat game should be rewarded with a fresh take on the superficial ideas that are shared. Okay. So we seem to be giving it a positive preview. Yeah, well, previews tend to be positive because you give games the benefit of the doubt before they're out. So we'll have to see. So I don't know what the... Oh! (laughs) Tales of Zestiria has a Japanese language trailer out so you can go see some of the stuff of that recently announced Tales game. We Um, are going to have so many good zesty zesty, puns for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could give you story bits, but what's the point? Um, (laughs) how about you just go watch the trailer Uh, there's nothing I know particularly about it I've got no inside info except it looks like a Tales game so if you want to play through another anime that's kind of your best bet when are you going to go back to playing Tales of Grace? that's a great question let's talk about it next week okay (laughs) Uh, end of serenity hey 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 why don't you tell us about this (laughs) aren't I a little biased yeah so go for it. Bias zone. Okay. Bias zone. So, Buy your latest Blizzard card packs at discount now at the battle.net. <laughs> ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. <laughs> All right, go for it, Anna. So End of Serenity is um, known as End of Aspirations on iOS and Android. Oh, I'm going to go get it on iOS. No, no, you really don't. <laughs> oh, I don't want to? No. Are you allowed to say that? Yes. Okay. So what's going on here? So... This um, is just like what Kemp Axis was doing. No, this is what um, Nicholas is uh, doing. Nicholas is doing. And this is what we did last year. So basically what happens is, is Kemco makes a JRPG and they put it out on iOS and Android. And they translate it themselves. The translation is really mediocre. And then what they do is they go back and remake the game, add additional content to it, and they... Re- either re-release it on the PSP, which is most common, or 3DS, which is considered stuff less still common. comes out on the PSP. Oh yeah, why? Because PSP games still sell. 
I thought everyone just pirated them. No, are you kidding me? Yeah, no. Chronicles was Everyone really... told me all oh, no. PSP's dead because it just gets pirated all it, the time. No, it, it, I can tell you it's not true. Oh. Because Mr. Chronicles did so much better than we expected it to last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't expecting it to blow anything out of the water, but it did way better than we expected it to. And so this is another game that's sort of like that, where it's a really traditional JRPG. Um, it's got kind of a, a bit of a stock look to it. So it's character. It's Final Fantasy VI. Characters on the left, enemies on the right, panels along the bottom. You go for it. Okay. And so is so, it like a RPG Maker game? No. <laughs> it kind of looks like it. God. No. Okay. Okay. It is developed in the Chemco engine. The Chemco engine. The, okay. Yeah, I don't know what that is. They have their own thing. This is how they spit out a game once every like three months. Spitting out is not a positive way to describe your game, <laughs> Anna. Just going to say. This is. This is how they spit up their game every few months. <laughs> this is how they turn around games so quickly. Okay. They have their own engine. That's better. Yeah. So basically. Working on your media training. <laughs> So what's this? Artifact Atomagems. Atomagems. What is With this a G crap? instead of a J. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so these are, it, it's kind of equivalent to Final Fantasy VI match site. And okay. so um, you play a merchant who really doesn't want to be involved in any of this, but gets very bodily dragged in. I can't say a lot about the story right now because we're going to reveal a ton of it at E3. Why would you reveal it at because most people haven't played this game. It's very uncommon for people to play chemical games outside of Japan. Okay. So, yeah. The the, the great part is, is I think we retranslated the bad guys because I'm pretty sure in the chemical version, they're called the Mafia. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that we retranslated that. Probably a good idea. Um, what are they now? The Yakuza? <laughs> no. Hang on. <laughs> I have a press release here somewhere that I wrote. <laughs> you know, Funimon in the chat room is right. It's like, this means Atlas has very little excuse not to release the second episode of Persona 2 on the PSP in the US. You're right. They don't. Oh, ooh. Ooh, you're getting harsh. No, I mean... Shots fired. I, I think Shots that more fired. localizing companies that are the size of Natsume, so like the, the sub-10 employee, that's like six or seven that I can think of, not atlas though atlas is bigger um should really take a chance on some of these because they do sell well all right then where did i put that stupid press release oh my God. i don't know you wrote it so why can i not find it oh yeah here we go yes. it was on my one drive are you, are you gonna say it yeah hang on hang on she's not gonna say it she's never gonna get around to it what? Nothing. What did I miss? Nothing. Go for it. I was... I was... What did I miss? Just just go, do your thing. They're called the Underworld. The um, the Underworld. Yeah. Mmm. <sighs> yeah. So, Errol, who is known as the Azure Sorceress, is set on exposing the Say underworld. that three times fast. Errol, Azure Sorceress. Errol, Azure, Errol. Sorceress. Oh, Azure, Azure Sorceress. Azure Sorceress. Azure Sorceress. Azure Sorceress. I'm Azure Sorceress. Yeah, so she is set on exposing the Underworld's nefarious plans. Good for them? Yep. Okay. So there, Chemco RPG, when's it out? Soon. Soon. You're talking about an E3, so it ain't that soon. Yeah. It might. Uh, It depends on when it finishes Lot Check. Lot what? It depends on when it finishes lot check. Lot check. Yeah. What is lot check? Basically, you finish a game, you send it to. This whichever... is cert. Yes. Okay. Just different name. Yes. Is this where is this where Sony forgets to put in half the code and uploads it to their server? <laughs> Not that that's happened to you before or anything. Twice. <laughs> Dude, bust don't, a move four. No, 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 no. Oh, no. we can't talk about it. No. Oh. No, I can talk. I'll talk about what I what I got publicly. <laughs> Guys, Bust a Move Four came out this week from Natsume. I remember Bust a Move Four. I had it on PlayStation. It's my favorite Bust Move because it has the crazy anime characters. And so we picked it up this week. And there's no sound in the darn, but there's no music in the darn game. 
There is. Something's messed up. And I could say more, except it's insider info, which I can't share. (laughs) Something's messed up, and the music is missing. It's not missing. It's just not always playing. (laughs) Yeah, there's like one track it can play, and when it tries to play any of the other tracks, it seems like it doesn't play them. I don't know if you noticed that, Anna. It was always one track that it could play. Yeah, we're looking into that. (laughs) You better be looking into it. Actually, Sony's looking into that. Grumble, grumble. Oh, bust a move. Come on, poor thing. You guys just don't get any luck. (laughs) Can we talk about Sword Art Online now? Yeah, what's up with that? Um, Bandai Namco is publishing it, and it's going to come with both the current game and the previous PSP game. Okay. Is that, are, are they good? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. All right. Here, players take on the role of Krit- Kirito, the main character in the franchise, who has been trapped inside a virtual reality MMORPG. Wow, this sounds like Dot Hacknock. Doesn't Dot this Hacknock. sound like Dot Hack? Yeah. We should probably watch this anime. It might we're, be interesting. We're death in... Which game? Sword Art Online? Yeah, Sword Art Online's an anime. I want to finish all the Dot Hack stuff first. Where death in the game translate to death... Wow, this is totally ripped off. The game is said to feature pseudo-MMO elements to help emulate the VRMMORPG setting. What does that mean? Virtual reality (laughs) MMORPG. Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment is set to be released digitally in North America in summer 2014. Is this like... um, Never has an anime series nosedived like Sword Art Online. I would like to refer you back to Dot Hack. (laughs) <laughs> just, just want to point say. that out <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so sword art online i know was a popular anime i wonder if it's like dot hack where like you need to watch and play everything to get all the story because it's ridiculous he's like watch the first 14 episodes then pretend everything after that didn't happen oh that sounds so rough. exactly like dot hack so there must be some big twist that just makes just nobody likes Okay, fair enough. Uh, da, 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 We're getting da. a remake of Neptunia. Why? Uh, um. <laughs> okay, Idea Factory has announced uh, that its fan favorite franchise, Hyperdimension Neptunia, you know, the game where we like the translation more than the game, <laughs> will well, be making... Well, I mean, here's the thing is, apparently it's getting a complete makeover, which means if they improve the battle system to say the way that the third game played, it might actually be tolerable. Oh, Sword Art Online was before dot .hack, they're saying. Oh. So it's just popular now? So I don't know what's up with that. They're like, oh, as a novel. I mean, this is great. Everyone's like, it's like a, a an improv exercise in the chat room. Everyone's saying three words, and then someone else says three words, which continues the thought of the previous three words. It's like this really long sentence, but like 16 people have spoken in it. <laughs> I don't even think they planned this. Let's see, uh... Neither of them are any good, though, though being better than dot .hack isn't hard. Aww. <laughs> I liked... See, I think the thing that I really liked about dot .hack is that it took risks. So yeah. you had a game and the and the world outside the game. The world. The anime that came with the games. Mm-hmm. And then you had the anime and then you had, like, a movie. Mm-hmm. So you basically had, like, multiple ways to enjoy the mythos. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess you would argue that you'd have to have to play slash watch them all, but I don't be, agree. Be the story, I mean, seriously, the the story pieces were not communicated. Mm, that's true. You had to, you needed some help from the other pieces. Otherwise, you'd have these characters like, who the heck's this guy, and what's his story? You you would not know because it was explored in this game instead of the anime or something like that. And then, like, you get to the end of the anime, you honestly have no idea what happens to the main character. It's like what? <laughs> or at least the first anime. Mm. <laughs> like they don't resolve anything. Mm. <laughs> it's it's stupid. All right. <sighs> anyway, back so, to Idea Factory. They are making a remake, yeah, of Hyperdimension Neptunia. It's going to be called Hyperdimension Neptunia Re Semicolon Birth Number 1. Okay? <laughs> It'll be coming out late in the summer. Uh is that in the US? Mhm. Okay. So, um, in the U.S., there's both physical and digital, and in Europe, there's just digital. Okay. And they've got a website, and what platforms? Vita. Oh, it's... Oh, okay. So, this is one of those, let's make the game better and put it on Vita, mm-hmm. where it's... Okay. Yeah. Who's doing this? NIS or something? No. Yeah, Nisa. No. 
Wait, isn't it? Uh, their name is not on here. Oh, no, you're right. It's Idea Factory International itself. They, oh, they have a thing now. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Idea Factory releasing their own stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm scared. That means they have to relocalize it. Oh, no. That's not good. Mm-hmm. The well, local- see, hey, 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 hey. But, a lot of the people that work at Idea Factory International are ex-NISA employees. Okay, but remember that the the localization is what people liked about Neptunia. Uh-huh, and the people so that worked on with the, that... Hey, 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 you're not listening to me. Mm. Okay. People that worked on the original Neptunia are going to be working on this. The people did the localization? Yeah. But they can't reuse the same stuff they used, right? Mm-hmm. Because that would be like a violation of I don't know, property Chris. owned by somebody. I don't know, Chris. I don't know either. Enough of inside baseball. Let's talk about Mega Man. But people wanted more inside baseball. You forgot. So there's a Mega Man game, at least one Mega Man game coming out I... every week for like the next five weeks. Yeah. Mega Man Battle Network 3 is on the virtual console. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Does anyone care about Mega Man Battle Network 3? Well, it's, it's interesting because it's the first third party game. Is it? Yes. Oh, seriously? Yes. Oh, good job, Capcom. <laughs> Did you guys try to be the first third-party game? Hell no. No? No, no. you didn't want to be first. <laughs> no. right. Well, in... Yes? I can't say anything. Oh. <laughs> Teaser. All right. Um... Anna, I'm so much more interested about the next story than Pokemon Battle than Pokemon Battle Network than Mad- Mega Man Battle Network. No, I'm just I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this without getting really specific. You're going to see a mix of games for the Game Boy Advance Wii U eShop because there are some games that companies elect to put on there. And there are some games that Nintendo has asked companies to put on there. Okay. So Um, if you see a game on there and you're like, why is that on there and not this other game? That might be why. Carry on. Pokemon toys are going to be in Happy Meals. Can I have a Happy Meal? Well, I don't know. Take a look at the toys. They don't look that great. Um Maybe I just want a Happy Meal because it's smaller. It looks like a Pokemon XY. It looks more like a card game tie-in than the than the game. But so you get a TCG card and one of twelve toys based on characters from Pokemon X ooh, and Y. So, ooh, ooh, pe- Skylander toys. These <laughs> toys can be scanned using McDonald's McPlay Power Mobile app to unlock mini games. I don't think they're Skylander toys. Yeah. Well, but it's not really the same. No, There's no, no. no portal. March 28th through April 4th. Yeah? What? There's Skylander toys. Oh, at McDonald's? Yes. There's a Chompy, oh, a Flameraptor. Y- yeah, and... but you can't use them in the um, game. No. Yeah. Wait, can you? No. Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, Chompy, sorry. Eruptor, Free Ranger, Freeze. And Anna has taken over the Pokemon story. So, so much about getting your TCG Because the Skylanders are more interesting to me. Because <laughs> you're wrong. Shut All right. up. Kadokawa has bought Dark Souls developer from software. And what people, does this mean to anybody? Well, Nobody people knows. People are kind of going mental about this because Well, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Who's Katakawa? They're like a holding company. Oh, so there's a Okay, so it's like Index buying Atlas. Right. Though though they have they make video games. Katakawa does? Yeah. Okay, that's an improvement. People are freaking out because um well, they already Kawa have a video game publishing has arm. Yeah. Quality control issues. Well, they put out Demon Gaze, uh-huh. which I don't know if that's good or bad. Probably bad. Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't know. So they are picking up from software, and that's all we really know. Yeah, which we're means we have to see how this shakes. Wait, out. so this means we have to change names again? It won't be Dark Souls Three. It'll be like um, slightly gray Souls. <laughs> instead of demon souls or dark souls what's left angel souls angel souls look for that coming in 2016 midnight Souls. midnight souls midnight hour souls black souls black souls darkened souls darker so- darker souls yes let's do that darker souls Ebony soul. even more dark souls hey i like hearthstone okay I like 
Twitch plays Pokemon. Okay. I can combine them now. Ooh. If you go to hearthmine.com, you can go and do a Twitch plays Pokemon style implementation of Hearthstone. So I'm on there right now. Um, the site has issues with being able to control its volume, but yeah, uh, right now you can users click on the screen and like there's some sort of uh, <laughs> vote system where it takes all the things that that everyone's clicked on and picks them and, and at the end of every five seconds and and does whatever they clicked. So you can play get They're playing on the ladder right now, which seems like a terrible idea. But because uh, they're losing <laughs> again and again. Uh, but yeah, you can play Hearthstone with other people and fight against each other to try and actually play the game or to do really dumb stuff instead. <laughs> so hearthmine.com. That's cool. And they, I like they've done a good job of streaming the video output from this game. The sound is the sound sounds like it's coming out of um, what's that? It's like a bad laptop speaker. But uh, other than that, cool little implementation. I think it's exciting to try and do cool stuff like that. You gonna play Hearth? No, of course not. I need you to play more Hearthstone with me, Anna. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, you don't like losing? You're better than me. Oh well, that's because I play more. Mm-hmm. So you need to play more. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, guess what's happening on May the fourth? May the fourth be with you. Yeah, that'll be Star Wars Day. So from May second to May fifth, Bioware has said there's a Star Wars Old Republic promotion going on to celebrate star wars day which is of course may 4th um <laughs> i love how this unofficial holiday is kind of became a, an official thing now so if you uh go into the game you'll be able to pick up the mt4t astromech droid mini pet uh okay you need to have an active account by may 4th to get it and what else you can yeah use the pet for things and that's it so oh they're also doing double xp this weekend so if you've been uh Looking to go back and finish up your character stories in the Old Republic. Um, there you go. Go do that. I don't know what an active account is in a free-to-play game, but sure. I think that's the one I'm having trouble being able to log into, isn't it? No, or did I fix that tonight. Yeah. Final Fantasy A Realm Befo- Reborn is getting fan festivals. So, uh-oh. Here, let me fix this. Yeah, so check this out. Square Enix is hosting player-focused festivals uh, around the globe. So the North American Festival will be held in Las Vegas. There'll be one in London and Tokyo, also in October and November. There'll be stage events, appearances by special guests, and other activities. Event specifics will be revealed at June. Hey, maybe E3 will be a good time for those specifics to come out. They want to tell you that the total amount of registered users for A Realm Reborn is exceeded 2 million. And that's uh, that's it. So, yeah. They, there's a screenshot here with all these fat chocobos. It's very scary. I don't know what's going on. All right. <laughs> I, I should log into the game and get my fat chocobo. And do you want to go to a fam event in Las Vegas for Final Fantasy fourteen? Not really. No? Why no. not? Because I what don't would play fourteen do? that heavily. Oh. Well, you should play it more. Mm-hmm. We should get you on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And you could stream it mm-hmm. very easily. I could stream it on the PC. Hey, you know what Nintendo's going to do? What is Nintendo? They're going to stream their entire E3. I really... Okay, so let's have an actual conversation okay. about this. That's a good idea. I've been having conversations with people about this all week who are okay. super doom and gloom. What's going on? So people are like, oh, this is the end of Nintendo. They're totally slacking off at E3, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And so, first, I'm going to disclaim this as I am not a Nintendo apologist, and I think that Nintendo fucks up on a regular basis and that they should be called out for it. Uh Uh-oh. But I think what they're doing this year, and I think what they did last year, is freaking fantastic. Because it makes more sense. Nintendo should stop targeting hardcore gamers. Because they've never had success with that market. They really haven't. They've had success with the casual market for a very long time. Because the hardcore gamers stopped buying the systems. And we saw from Nintendo down to the GameCube, each system sold progressively less. And then the Wii hit, and the Wii was like casual, you know, the casual parade. 
end. We can talk all we want about the people who bought the Wii and only played Wii Sports with it, but we know the attach rate for the Wii was better than like the PS3. So, anyways. Um, so what they're doing this year is they're doing a Nintendo Direct to open the show. Yep, just and, like last year. God, I hope it's better than last year. Last year was ass. But <laughs> okay. they claim they've got it under control for this year. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic, but not really holding my breath. I mean, I'm going to be traveling to the convention center and helping finalize booth setup, so I won't be able to watch it anyways. Um, and then they're going to stream from the event from yeah. the inside of their booth. Mm-hmm. And then they're also going to hold a Smash Brothers tournament. Yeah, in the Nokia Theater. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So people will actually be able to go and watch it, it sounds I like. I don't know. There's no details on that yet. Yeah. So we don't know how that's working. So it could be a private thing in a room in the theater. We don't really know. So there's going to be 16 players doing the Smash Brothers tournament. And I think it would be great if it's just open, like, come on in, watch Smash Brothers. Uh, forget this E3 baloney. Come on in to the Nokia Theater and have a free water or something, you know. They could they could do well with that. And I love I love the video. So they had Mega64 do a thing with them where um, they made a mechanical Reggie suit. Not really. They just had Reggie do the acting but they had a mechanical reggie suit and the guy from nintendo 64 was inside and it's reggie fees mech and i'll just let you watch it it's pretty good um i thought it was a well done direct and um that then they followed it up with a really good mario kart direct this week as well so i'm i'm kind of excited i think they're doing the e3 stuff the way it should be done because uh, really what is the value of a press conference right now well, and here's the thing is I want Nintendo to spend less money on E3 and I want them to start spending it on smaller. I would. In past years, Nintendo has kind of put all of their bags, eggs in one basket and they have spent a poop ton of money on E3 and really done no other media. Events. Well, everybody spends a lot of money on E3. Sony E3's does and expensive. Xbox does too. But yeah. I mean, the big three have pour a lot of money yes they do and i think for nintendo it makes a million times more sense for them to scale back to really the minimum that they possibly can spend on e3 without looking cheap and use the money that they save on e3 to go to different media events events that are directed at the fans because all the media wants to talk about is how shit the Wii U is and how it's going to fail. So Nintendo needs to take their messaging away from the media and direct it to the consumer. Directly. Directly. To, to the, the consumer. consumer. And so I think that doing things like the Mario Kart event at South by Southwest, I think going to things like PAX, I think going to anime conventions, I think going to... Just about any uh, Comic Cons. I think that do, um, less focus on E3, more focus on those events where they can get face to face with the fans. I mean, face to face, air quote, where they can put the games in the fans' hands and the fans can talk about it without it having to be filtered through the cynical journalism media is going to do them a million times better this generation than sticking to the old way. I don't know. What about just putting out good games and having the cynical media praise them? That because seems like a good strategy isn't too. Sell their systems at this point. Sure. Word of mouth is good. Sell games their will sell their systems. Yes, and they have good games out. So I, I can say that I'm interested in my Wii U a bit more than I have been lately because I'm playing Shadow Light on it. I like all the virtual console stuff on it, but I just don't think it's going to save the system. I don't think people are going to give it a shot for that sort of stuff. I think that they're going to have a better time getting adoption rates up if they stop catering to the media. I don't think they are catering to the media. I think that they I think that they did for a long time when the Wii U came out. Mm-hmm. I felt like their whole position was we have to sell the media on this. Well, they didn't. And I think that they sat back and went, well, this isn't working. Let's figure out what other plan that we can do. Well, how about Wait a minute. Why don't we sell it to the people that bought the Wii in the first place? The average person that bought the Wii doesn't read a game news website. They don't go looking for reviews. They're not interested in Yes, but those people aren't buying new systems. 
that was the same issue. Uh, they kept those people aren't buying systems. Yeah. Yeah. How many people in our church have asked us about a Wii U that bought a Wii? Not many. Uh like ten. What? Apparently they talked to me and not to you. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think but, that just I think getting out from under the media cynicism is going to do them a world of good. It's not going to well, save Can't they generation. do both? What no. keeps them from doing both? Because the media keeps taking a giant dump on them. Yeah, but you just said these people don't read the media. So it doesn't matter. If they skip the media. If they skip the media, you know who they go to? The people they trust who follow this stuff. Like you. You just demonstrated. The people in church are asking you. You are the informed decision maker who helps guide the people in their social group. Right? So they need to convince you. How do they best get to you? That's my question. Go to more events. Go to more events. Okay. I mean, I think it's... They go to me because they know I work in video games. Yes, but that's that's the point. That the you there's that social group. Like, should I get that? Who's who knows video games? Well, there's the Call of Duty guy. Do you know anything about these these Skylanders? And we tend to be a good top. Um, well, we're not the Call of Duty guys, but we tend to be the people. People know. People see our Skylander collection, so they know to ask us about <laughs> kids' games, and so that works out well. Yeah. And. You know, how do you get to us? Well, I'm consuming the major video game media, so I don't know if I agree with your statement. I think they need to put up good games and get respect from people. Yes, and I think that um, the other thing that they need to do is start doing more outreach to less mainstream media. Okay. And they sort of started to do that because they gave somebody, they gave uh, like a Twitter personality, and then he stopped tweeting. They gave a Twitter personality. Yeah, they set someone up as like the in, the guy who represents the indie development branch, and he had his own Twitter account where he was representing Nintendo. Oh, but he stopped tweeting about six months ago. Oh, um, and Gama Sutra kind of put up a whiny article about the fact that he was able to. Basically, Gama Sutra went through and interviewed the Sony indie guy and the Microsoft indie guy, and Nintendo didn't want to talk to him, and he put up a very whiny article about that. And some of the points in his article were valid, and some of them were clearly butthurt because he couldn't develop for Nintendo systems. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. It's a thing. They need to, they so need to the, get away from big media. They need to start hitting up. I don't know. Media. I it's it's hard to say what they need to do. Well, I but think I think this is a step do, in the right direction. Yeah. I don't have any complaints about this plan. This is get the information out there. Don't waste time with a physical press conference that accomplishes absolutely nothing. And I'm sorry, Microsoft and Sony, those press conferences are fun to be at, but they really don't accomplish anything that can't be handled with a, a generally released online announcement. <laughs> And, and and just get on with it. And so, yeah. So that'll be cool. And we don't have to waste our uh, first morning of E3 at a Nintendo conference instead of on the show floor. So that's nice, too. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, what's after this? Oh, Blizzard is going to change up PvP in the new WoW expansion. I don't know the details. I just want to put, put it out there. If you are a big PvPer in, in, in WoW, you should go read uh, the latest updates on the World of Warcraft page and and see what's going on because they're going to totally change how PvP works and you'll probably care about that. And I'll move on quickly for all the, those listeners who don't like to hear about Blizzard Kaching games. Kaching bli- Blizzard Kaching Bling Kaching Bling. Skies of Arcadia has a new figure. Yes, Sega has an all-star figures uh, line and they've just revealed the new Skies of Arcadia figure for it. And I know it's a fan favorite game among our readers. So you can go and check that out over at uh, firstforfigures.com. There's a link to it on Polygon and in the delicious, delicious.com slash rpgamer slash 304. You can go find the list of this week's story. So you can go check out a picture of the story of the uh, figure and uh, see if you want to pre-order a a Vice figure. Do they even have it for order yet? It's going to be limited to 1,000 units. So you'll want to follow this if you're into it and really want a Vice figure. So go check that out. Uh, Pure Solar got delayed again. So this is the HD version of Pure Solar. Uh, they let all their Kickstarter backers know that it's going to be delayed again. Um, it was already delayed from March to April, and now it will be delayed to June. So they're going to hopefully release it just before E3, 
and therefore get nobody talking about it whatsoever. So I don't know if that's a great plan, but uh, that's what they're pushing for now. Uh, Talking about push, the filming of World of Warcraft movie is pushing towards completion. Three weeks left, and that'll be wrapped. I didn't even understand that they had started filming, let alone that they are almost done with filming. They had started filming when they did the BlizzCon interview last year. Oh, did they? Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's that's almost done. Duncan Jones is the one... uh, one doing that, so yeah. That's uh, <laughs> David Bowie's kid. Remember? Uh, never mind. No, uh, Anna and I have an in joke about David Bowie, and yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Persona Four Golden is having another anime. What? Yes, there was already a Persona Four anime in Japan, and now they're going to have an anime based on the Persona Four v- PlayStation Vita remake, Persona Four Golden. So. I don't know how that's going to work, but there's a teaser trailer up. Uh, there's a big announcement from Atlas about all sorts of Persona-related stuff that I don't have translated here. Um, it's, they do a lot of... There's a big full-size teddy suit in this in this Japanese stream. It's pretty crazy stuff. So there will be a Persona 4 golden anime, and I don't even know what else. So yay, Persona stuff still happening. Um, I wonder if there's going to be another soundtrack I'm going to have to buy for this. Hmm. Of course, it opens up with Persona 3 scenes. So, Oh, right, because they've got the second Persona 3 movie coming out. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. Uh, yeah, there we go. We have Persona 4, Golden Anime. Anna, I'm out of stories. What did I miss? Mm, that sounds like everything for this week. All right, well, we have some reviews up on the site so mm-hmm. you can go check out. One is for Half Minute Hero 2. Which doesn't do so well. It gets a 3 out of 5. Uh, who reviewed this? It's a 3 out of 5. So I'm going to bet Adrian and Auden. Hey, look, I'm right. Um, <laughs> the second review is up from Child of Light by Sam Marcello, who gives it a 5 out of 5. Boom, 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 boom. We don't give those out very often. Um, 5 out of 5. Normally it's for Atlas games. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, wow. five out of five is for Atlas games. Wow. But we made an exception this time. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> go check out those reviews. Uh, additionally, out this week, Grinzy on the 3DS, which we mentioned earlier, and Bound by Flame, which will be on multiple platforms. What is Bound by Flame about? I know the name. I mean, Why we I talked about Grinzy earlier, but Bound by Flame's... It's an RPG, which makes sense. Really? It, yeah, it's got a website called boundbyflame.com. It'll be out. Oh, look at this. It looks like all the major HD platforms, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and PC. I don't see Xbox One on here. Wow, it, it's not on Xbox One. What's up with that? Um, huh. Okay. So it looks like a big old action RPG. Yeah, I know we've talked about this then. Yeah, that's that action RPG thing. I don't know if it'd be any good. So hold off. Check out reviews um, on that. It's my recommendation. Oh, no. I was going to say, isn't Borderlands 2 coming out this week? But that's next week. On the Vita? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's all I got. Sorry, guys. That's all I got. Sorry, it's a short one. Anne and I will now be heading over to a friend's house where we'll be wa- continuing our Marvel movie marathon, where we're watching all the Marvel movies up we're, to and including the Avengers. We're assembling the Avengers. We are assembling the Avengers. We will not be watching all the episodes of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Gosh. after that. <laughs> um, we need a discussion question. Yes. I don't know what it is, though. Um, let's think about what we covered. Okay. What have we covered? It just falls out of my head after we do it. Um, how about what Game Boy Advance RPG would you like to see on the Wii U? Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. What GBA RPG would you like to see on the Wii U? That's a good one, Anna. Thank you. Yeah, you're good at this. Thank good you. at this. All right. And that's what we got for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, email us at podcaster.rpgamer.com. You can also call us. We've got a voicemail system set up at 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. That's 608-729-4098. Operators are standing by. No, we do not have a horse for sale. 
Um, so please do not call asking about a horse named Henry. Um, thank you for joining us this week. You can join us every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, over at rpgamer.com slash live. And, of course, you can follow the discussion on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. And you can, of course, follow the website, rpgamer.com, the Twitter, rpgamer on Twitter. Uh, you can go to our YouTube, rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. And twitch.tv slash rpgamer. That's where Anna does her pause plays segments um, multiple times a week. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. I need to go pick up a Kirby game and play it. So that should be fun. Kirby. Thanks, everybody. Kirby. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, check. we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.